on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to tell you the story behind Jimmy Page and Robert Plant's Walking Into Clarksdale album. This is a semi-Zeppelin reunion that took, you know, us back to the glory days for just a brief period uh, way back in the mid-90s. Stick around. Get ready to rock out with your... Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Democrats and Republicans, we do not discriminate here. Welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini. I am your host for this uh, weekly gathering of like minded folk. What am I saying? This is a podcast about music. We get we get together, we get we get usually <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? put it out there and um well, you know, not me, but we. Uh, by we, I don't mean myself. I mean the just general essence. In any case, um, we get together, we talk about no. music, and we have a really good time. If you've never been here before, welcome. You're going to like it. Um, we are sponsored by Wolf's Customs. Get a custom artwork, custom paint job done on your musical instrument. No sense getting up there to perform with the uh, same boring old looking guitar that the last five bands got up and, uh, and played. No, you can have a really cool artwork done on your guitar, musical, uh, uh, bass guitar, any kind of musical instrument, drums, you do it all. Check out Wolf's Customs. Go to wolfscustoms.online or just find them on social media. Tell them Ludini sent you. Rock and roll. Let me say it again. I'm going to say it again. Uh, RockRageRadio.com. that app because it ain't crap. That's all I'm going to say. That app ain't crap. I know. I just, I just, you know, I'm like, I'm in a groove. I'm in a groove. Um, you know, know what this stuff is, something. but this, this, this is, this is, no. that's the first problem. There is stuff there called alcohol. <laughs> what is it? This is the greatest. Did you oh, find it in the alley? I'm just, I'm blown away by this. This is just, it's taking me to new heights. So, Okay, you need Lou? to put that down. <laughs> Do I have a, hey, Lou, I have a question. Is it like my Jesus juice? Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, Jim Jones, thank you. Um, so, but you go to rockrageradio.com, uh, download the app. It ain't crap. It's a great place to hear great music programming, great music content. 24-7, new bands, uh, interviews, all kind of cool stuff. Check it out, rockrageradio.com. Uh, we have uh, Lily V6 in the house with us. She is a uh, host. She's a radio personality. She's got a big personality. A radio personality. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they Two are. of them. 
<laughs> oh, it's funny when you guys say it. No, she's talking about us, Lou. She is from Rock Rage Radio, and so you get a little sampling of the overall Rock Rage flavor here because we do have Lily B6. And then there's this other guy that comes and hangs out, Pittsburgh Kevin. What's up, Pittsburgh Kevin? So I was thinking about this today. I'm Pittsburgh Kevin. Yes, I was thinking about this today. I'm Pittsburgh Kevin. And I was in the army. (laughs) When I was in the army, I had a guy go, hey, man. And I was in the army. Just keep talking. Uh, Talk over him? Hey, man, where are you from? When I was in the army, I had a guy ask me, hey, man, where are you from? What I'm doing is I'm I'm turning your life. Into I'm like a Broadway like, musical. How do you like it so far? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Into like a Broadway musical. Oh my God. <laughs> Pittsburgh Kevin. It's the Broadway saddest thing musical. I've ever heard. Forget Hamilton. <laughs> Pittsburgh Kevin. Uh, sorry, this dude's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Pittsburgh. He goes, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, oh, I am. Okay. He's like, you don't sound like. You're from Pittsburgh. I'm like, hey, what you just want me to talk like this? It's that? unfortunate you like, oh, you're from that Pittsburgh. that is, is really going away. <laughs> there aren't nearly as many people that from Pittsburgh that talk like that. Like, not what, what, nearly. What is your... You do, and, and, and if I've had no, no, people no, no, no. who used to Every now and again, you'll find them. They have picked out Pittsburgh. Not, when I, not yeah. when I was doing it as a joke, but just little things. Little, it's but it's not like super like that, like you know, back in the days of Myron Cope. But you little, yeah, you know. But it's not like super like that, yeah. Like you know, back in the days of Myron Cope. It's Happy Juice. Billy T wants to know what's going on. Just go to HappyJuice.com. You know what? You probably don't want to go to that website. That'd be like that'd be not a website you want to go to. Bill. Bill. Bill, I'll find out and I'll text. In any case, find out and I'll text. Um, in any case, yeah, it's funny you you, you, talk, you talk about like every now and again a little Pittsburghese will pop out. If you watch Back to the Future, there is one point where Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly says, "I'm sorry." You hear them. I'm like, "Ah, you Canadian!" It popped out. You, but yeah, that's sort of Pittsburgh hardcore. It's kind of it's kind of it's unfortunate. Yeah, that sort of Pittsburgh Yeah, it is. It's not as bad as it used to be. Mm, it's delicious. <laughs> it's like permanies. It's on the oh, tip of my that's tongue. Right, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You don't really mm-hmm. see anything on the tip. You want to see? I was... Um, it's right here. Take a look. My friend Katie mm-hmm. Simone. Mm-hmm. And... Um, was, um, <laughs> my friend Katie Simone. Her and some other crazy cohorts had this open stage. And um, so I went and hung out a couple of times. It was super fun, and um, they they were like they were like trying to figure out a name, and Katie had suggested just the tip. <laughs> and I remember we're all laughing. And they were really kind of unnamed, but they, they, I think they were, they were like you know I do sometimes like I like just to come up with band names just for the hell of it you know I think they were just enamored with like all the stupid band names or kind of so they couldn't decide on anything. Um, but we are speaking of crazy. Hey, 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 yes. Yeah. But we are speaking of. Hey, hey, hey. Can I? Speaking of Katie Simone, can I plug her? Bones. No. Jeez. Wow. Bones. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. 
All right, Katie is going to be performing at the Getaway Cafe in Brookline. <laughs> is that? No, anyway. Um, just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> it's a whole thing with Katie. Uh, it'll be uh, March 19th, 9 to midnight, Getaway Cafe in Brookline on Sussex. I just want to Because I love Katie Simone. I'm going to see her. Hey, Yins want to meet me in that. Come on down there. Yins can buy me a beer. Buy me a yard of beer. Cold Cold iron. Cold iron. Cold iron. I can't me up like I have icy light. Give me an icy light. What an icy light. This is the fucking calling the kettle black right here. Fire water. 5% alcohol. Just saying. We're just joking. Everybody have more alcohol than Settle down. Settle the. Settle down. Settle the fuck down. We got we got lots of banter going on here. Look at this podcast. Whoa! Oh. You don't know what it's like. You guys <laughs> just don't understand. No. Oh, uh, yeah, so we are talking about this record now. Um, you know, like from the day that Led Zeppelin broke up, in the, it was December fourth, nineteen eighty. Okay. Like fans had would cry out this massive outcry. For them to get back together, mm-hmm. to do something, to not break up, like to do something. Yeah. Do something! Oops, sorry. <laughs> so I just did something. Um, so, in, but, you know, after the, you well, know, you they, they, they ended in 1980, but all through the 80s, their influence could be felt. You know, there's a lot of bands that come from, uh, you know, that uh, L.A. Uh, hard rock scene that definitely influenced by... Um, Led Ze- mm-hmm. by Led Zeppelin. I mean, they were just you know, and they, you know, Kingdom Come. Remember those guys? Yeah, even like uh, yeah. '80s era White Snake. Uh, yes, Great White. Sure. Even a lot of bands you know have really have that mm-hmm. sound. Um, mm-hmm. But they never really quite like fit for like the bill for true Led Zeppelin fans. And, uh, and then. Uh, you know, many years later, in about 1994, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant reunited for a series of shows, which would be filmed by MTV and later released as the No Quarter album. And this was a milestone in rock music. Fans finally had the spirit of Led Zeppelin back for at least a few years. And in 98, Page and Plant released an album of new material in the almost 20 years, in almost 20 years, called Walking into Clarksdale. So that is what we are going to be talking about today. Um, this wait, is. What? Wait, what? What? Why the hell have I been listening to Last Train to Clarksville the last Although week? We do. Did I miss something? We do act like monkeys sometimes. Well, Sorry. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so I wanted yeah, to. So it's it's not that famous um, of an album, and I think so as we discuss it, you're going to, to understand so why. But it's a like it is a, a really interesting thing that happened because people are just you know when's Led Led Zeppelin guys got to get back together. I mean, there was like so much talk about it, and like Robert Plant like would get angry when like journalists would ask him about it. They were just like. You know, uh, just not having it. I mean, it was, I mean, Robert Plant and John Bonham were best were best friends, and he just had said in many times that like he just like broke his heart. He just just couldn't 
imagine being Led Zeppelin without without Bonzo. Hmm. <clears throat> so he just was like, he was, and he had to, but I mean, those guys were still young <clears throat> and like, insanely talented. And Robert Plant went on to like have big records in the 80s, you insane, know. Um, and, you know, Jimmy Page uh, played with um, Paul Rogers and The Firm, mm-hmm. and he did the Outrider album, which was really good and stuff like that. So, you know, he stayed um, yeah. he stayed active producing and, and, and a lot of stuff like that. John Paul Jones was a producer as well. <clears throat> so, um, but they just, it just never really got, you know, they, they never really got back together. And this really isn't a Led Zeppelin reunion exactly either. Because there is no John Paul Jones, and of course John Bonham was passed away. Right. So it's a kind of strange thing in 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 rock music where we all sort of pretended for a few years that Led Zeppelin was doing something. We're just you know we're just sort of and it was cool. It was it was a cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when it happened. So. Yeah. But I think Lily had. Yes, you do too. Yeah. It was it was it was it was a really big, and it was really there was a lot do. of excitement around it. <laughs> Which and, is a thing. <laughs> um, Robert sounded his voice sounded great, and Jimmy Page sounded and looked great. They looked like rock stars. Still, they didn't look like you know geezers, and um, so they were able to like really pull something off, and and they really did a great reinterpretation of their own music, and you went like, oh, this fits perfect with today's music like it doesn't sound you know dated at all you know it sounds very very cool <clears throat> and um, and in a lot and a lot of people you know came out um, you know and you know we're doing like little Led Zeppelin covers you know, Pearl Jam a lot of different bands like that were um, there's a there's a, if you could you could search it on YouTube the video quality and the audio quality isn't great but there is a um, uh, a video of Nirvana playing Black Dog you would think they wouldn't even be able to play it because they're such punk rockers. Really? But no, they play it. <clears throat> they play it. They play it. I mean, they don't do the whole song. They do right, like you know a minute of it or something cool. like that. You know, and I'm like dang. Um, but that just goes to show you the importance of Led Zeppelin that it sort of transcended the grunge or whatever. And so you know, that's kind of where the story begins, right, Lily? So what do you got? Uh, released April 21st, 1998. Yeah. So actually around mm. Okay. Uh, released April 21st, 1998. And thanks to my ex-husband, but my boyfriend at the time, this is how I knew about the album because he's actually the one that got me into Led Zeppelin. Um, it is the only studio album by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant. Uh, the album was recorded and mixed by Steve Albini at Abbey Road Studios. I debuted on the Billboard's uh, Top 200 album chart at number 8 and reached number 3 on the UK. The single Most High was awarded a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance in 1999. Uh, the title of the album refers to Clarksdale, Mississippi, a town in the Mississippi Delta considered to be the birthplace of blues music. Um, following their successful No Quarter tour and a subsequent live album release, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant began, began writing Walking into Clarksdale. Uh, for the new record, Page and Plant pursued a more stripped-down sound. The initial demos for the album were written by Page on some kind of guitar, Harmony H1260 Sovereign. I don't know what that is. I'm sure you guys do. <laughs> it was first used during the recording of Led Zeppelin III. Uh, Page characterized the band's approach as minimalistic, stating that the band wanted to avoid embellishments for the sake of it, which I think was part of people's problem with the album, Um, and that every note was played in its place to mean something. 
And Steve Albini was known for, the guy who produced it was known for also producing Nirvana's final album, In Utero. Um, Atlantic Records promoted the album extensively with advertising on major U.S. cable channels and national print publications like Rolling Stone magazine. Interviews booked on nearly every major talk show. I do remember all this because I had to watch all of it because of my ex-husband. And a um, substantial radio buy in the top 20 radio markets. In addition to more traditional promotional channels, Atlantic signed a deal with Ticketmaster for the uh, a first for the label to upsell the album directly to customers who ordered the tickets for the 1998 tour. Um, nobody, I couldn't find who the kids are on the front. Everybody thinks it is Page and Plant. I don't think it is, but it, uh, the artwork was done by Martin Kellerman, and I did get to go to that tour. Show it. And I have my tickets. Show the tickets from the Civic Arena Ooh, in 1998, July 1st. I know, right? It is in wrapper. <laughs> and later on, we can talk about the set list, which I do have from that show. Cool. Uh, what did you yeah. think of the show when you saw it? So this was my. Did you like to look at uh, first what did you think of the show? So this was my. First, sort of Led Zeppelin experience live because obviously I wasn't around when they did live shows. And I'm gonna tell you what, it was fantastic. It was a packed house. The, the music was phenomenal. I freaked out on every song, every Zeppelin song, because I didn't know all of their new stuff yet. But um, yeah, it was it was it, the energy in the arena was insane. It was freezing cold. Or no, it was not freezing cold. I was, sw- I was sweltering. That's what it was. I was like, sweating to death. And whenever they played rock and roll, like I could feel it in my chest. It was so fantastic. They did the lights for Tangerine. It was just, it was wonderful. It was like no other concert experience I've had. So, That's amazing. Cool. Very yeah, Led Zeppelin ma- from what I've seen on um, videos. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> no comment. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> um, I did not see that. Um, I remember all that happening. There is a um, concert um, DVD from, I believe, a later. I don't. I don't like later on because they they didn't do it real long, and then they reunited for a little bit in the early two thousands. I believe it's from the early two thousands time where the where the concert DVD uh, originates at, and um, it's flawless. I mean, they still, you know, performed like real rock stars, and Robert Plant sounded very, very good. You know, he didn't really, I didn't hear him really trying to work around, you know, uh, any of the vocals on the songs. He was pretty much doing them the way they, they well, the, well, the way you would, they, he did them originally. <coughs> they should be and that seemed, the fans seemed to be very, very happy with yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounded great. Um, do you have any any comments on this Pittsburgh Kevin on this this do you have any any comments on this no Raven. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Chris Thunderwolf Dotson watching with Raven and Bill and uh, Denya Caruso okay, so is watching uh, Chris Thunderwolf said Great White was a Zeppelin cover band before they caught big yes. well, hello James hello James oh, and James I heard that Hi, James Jimmy. was taking a trip down the Thames. <laughs> I just saw Jimmy at the Stephen Piercy show on one. Uh, the opening act was uh, Shaving yes, Ryan's Private. Oh. <laughs> 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 
Turbo lice. Whoa. Or turbo lovers. Turbo lovers. And a common crown. This is something that can't fundamentally wrong about turbo lice. Wow. So let's just not talk about turbo lice anymore. I'm not even going to say turbo lice. It's the last time I'm not saying turbo lice. You can't make me say turbo lice. I won't say turbo lice, I promise. Anyways. No, I don't want you to have to say turbo lice. So, um... Remember that time Lily killed herself? Uh, <laughs> it was funny. On live Facebook. On live Facebook. Remember that? Charlie, excuse me one second. I am on the air right now. Please message Josh on your own. Thank you. Yeah. So somebody gets on there. Oh the podcast. Look how angry I am. Oh, you knocked the can over. Don't worry. It was empty. This is. This is the this is the highbrow um, <laughs> entertainment. Excuse me, I have to text Lily. This, uh, this coming, yeah, top notch entertainment here. Seriously, you're just calling yourself. <laughs> West survey says you are the father. <laughs> West survey says you are the father. I got my uh, <clears throat> talk show talk show has mixed up. Doesn't matter. Jerry Springer was all the rage, by the way, wow, when this when this album got released. Good job. Legit. You got 13 people watching. I got to spruce up a bit. I got to get my shit together. I have an audience. Wait a minute. Let me get my shit together. And then back in October of 1970. Okay, so I'm I want to say something about this, and I know it's gonna be not. Welcome. Okay, so, so well, I'm I, gonna. I, I need to get into this with, record because. Um, uh oh. So I'm gonna, I this is a. Um, was highly anticipated. Like this really a, um, highly anticipated. Was highly record. anticipated. Um, mm-hmm. really uh, maybe is anticipated as Chinese democracy. Um, like really anticipated. Uh, like yeah, you know, as anticipated as the third Boston album. Remember when like <clears throat> we waited ten wow. years for mm-hmm. that. I waited a long time uh, for this mm-hmm. record, mm-hmm. and um, just like those other two albums are a disappointment, this record is definitely a disappointment. Um, not because it's not really a good record. It is a really good record. If this was a record by um, Big Wreck or Soundgarden or Greta Von Fleet or Rival Sons, we'd be like, this would be like, we'd be like, oh my God, do you remember the day this debut album and it came out, how great it was, <clears throat> et cetera. But these these guys are the guys that wrote Black Dog. They wrote Stairway to Fucking Heaven. I mean, there isn't there. There's no there's no um um uh, what is and what should never be on here. There's no Over the Hills and Far Away. There's no Thank You. There's no Tangerine. There's, there's like <clears throat> there's there's nothing that like it comes is this as good as that. It seems it just it just there just isn't. Is it solid? Absolutely. It's really I I've I've listened to it like three or four times now, <clears throat> just in preparation for this podcast. I I've listened to it like three or four times now. And I think if this was a Robert Plant solo album, 
it would be being hailed as like one of his greatest solo albums. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a Robert Plant solo album that Jimmy Page guessed it on or something, you know. It'd be like really impressive. But the expectation, it'd be like if Lennon and McCartney did a record together. The expectation for something like that is going to be like, you know, this better be fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. It was way um, and out of control. So, so this is so I'm not hating on the record, but it's and definitely not to the standard that like you would think from these two like um, the, this pedigree, if you will. So I we can talk more. How did you? What did you want to get into? Did you want to go, we'll talk oh, about some tracks. of the songs? Okay. <clears throat> so let's let's talk about some tracks. Uh, oh, I have tracks. Who would charge? All songs by Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, Charlie Jones, and Michael Lee. The first song is Shining. Bass player and drummer. Oh, I thought I don't want to say that. They were they were actually musicians from Robert Plant. Oh, I thought you meant like maybe there was somebody more around from around that time. Oh, okay. I did not know. Um, so Shining in the Light is the first song on the album. Uh, it's sort of like a good old fashioned love song. Um, love songs were not really a priority with Led Zeppelin. They were, uh, more about sex, obviously, but this was interesting to hear from the duo. Um, they have done a few love songs, but we're not going to get to that. What's wrong with being sexy? Thank you for, you know, Whisper Plant's wife and All My Love Is For A Son. But most of the songs are sexual. Plant is a true or romantic, so he decided uh, to be that way for this song on the album. As a few others, um, um, this is one of the singles that was released This the album. This is a really good song. Six on the hot mainstream chart. It's a very good song. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the better songs. Oh, I, this is one of my favorite songs. Um, it, but again, like I don't. Sounds like <clears throat> so, you're gonna hear my comment over and over on a bunch of these songs. Is they sound like songs that didn't quite make presence, or they didn't quite make in through the outdoor, like in that later period of Zeppelin. Like they just they were songs that maybe they had recorded, but didn't feel like they lived up, so they didn't put them on those records. And so now they've been like, you know, they, you know, they just don't. They sound like. They don't sound like top list Led Zeppelin songs. Again, Shining in the Light is a very, very good song. It, I also, I might say that, um, it, but it is not, it should not have opened the album. Led Zeppelin had always hit you right in between the eyes on the first song. <clears throat> and um, so, but I think this is also them saying, like, calm down, this yeah. isn't going to sound like what you think it's going to sound like. And so, in that sense, I guess I guess this way. There's a song that I definitely think should have opened the album, and we'll talk about it later. But what you got next? What's next, Lily? When the world was young. Uh, this one is sort of reminiscent of Zeppelin classics like In the Light or Ten Years Gone. It starts out slow with the gradual increase in the intensity of the song, and then it con- continues with the dramatic rock and roll sound, and then the ending out uh, slow outro. It's an emotional sort of song. Uh, so the drums aren't super heavy until the Led Zeppelin-esque heavy section of the drums. Um, it's an epic song. seems to be about an immortal being having to do with an ancient lost love. Simply, but powerful chorus. Yeah. Powerful. I have one word for it. <laughs> slow. <laughs> slow. And there's a lot of slow okay. on this record. Yes. There's oh. too much slow. That's that's the major complaint for me. Quit you got notes the next one. Get up. <laughs> Upon a Golden Horse includes the 70s guitar uh, crunch and the orchestral inflections by Page. It was contrasted by Page's tempered vocals. 
So I feel the lyrics are like Stairway to Heaven a little bit with there being like a fantasy sort of thing involved um, with the dancing and the sea and the golden horse, but also a love story. What's it called again? Upon, well, we'll get it. Um, I know what song it is. I'm sorry. I'm trying to type because I want to look up Upon the Upon a golden horse. I know what song it is. Because you had cotton eye. I know. Upon a golden horse. Take a quick look at them. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, spinny thing on the computer. Don't you love it? <clears throat> First, there was a fire that burned. <laughs> yeah, after came the sea, crawling through the rain and storm for you, for me. Slowly walks the sacred fool, countenance sublime, shining in the light of love, shining, shining. Oh, shine for me now, shine for me now. How high upon a golden horse, out upon the sea, moves a man with simple words. Some for you now, some for me. Burn for me, ah. Uh, up there where the wind blows oh where the soul is free you will be my brightest star shining shining <laughs> yeah that's, that's kind of you know kind of trippy kind of out there okay so my notes are now we're getting somewhere um <clears throat> I, just, I think the riff is really killer. It's a good riff. I love the the, the very cinematic um, strings that are in it. They really build. Like I wrote in my notes, like kind of like cashmere, but it's like actually they it's like more intense than that. Like it goes in different places. It's really really good. Um, I think that the verses are a little kind of low key. And a little too um, kind of mellow for I my taste. I would have heard for, kind of I would, I understand that they were slower, uh, quieter sections, but if I, would, I think I that, that one of the things I think Plant does on this record, that I think is a mistake in places, because he doesn't just, he doesn't just go for it. It sounds, he sounds restrained in places. <clears throat> and this is where, if you listen to how he sings something like Thank You on those soft parts, he still has that kind of cry and edge in his voice. But when the, like the, mid, like the, the uh, mellow sections on this song, it's like really subdued. It's really, it's just very, you know, it's like, eh. It's like, it's like, <laughs> this whole record sounds like he was singing all that stuff that he was singing in the 80s for like so long that he forgot that he was Robert Plant and was in Led Zeppelin. <clears throat> that's, what, that's what some of this sound, sounds like to me a little. I know, again, like, <laughs> if he was here, he'd probably slap me in the head and say, know, we weren't again, trying to be Led Zeppelin, you idiot. I, I, I get that, but that was the what people <laughs> were we kind of expecting. expecting. Yeah, <clears throat> we were looking for that, that same vibe. and it's, That was the expectation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's here and there. What do you got next, Lily? Blue train. Oh, God. <laughs> Open a fucking vein. Blue train. This a very sad song this <laughs> here we go this one's a very sad song emotionally hence the name um some people describe it like a desperate plea from a father it's likely about his son uh his son passed away from a stomach flu in 1977 while he was on tour with zeppelin uh the vocals definitely <coughs> yeah it's a, like, the like a tender ballad i thought it was completely wrong for this record again this should he could you want to do this with allison krauss this would be a good one for them to do you know what I mean? With that, you know, with the, you know, they could be, uh, you know, there's some real dirges on this. Guys, it's seriously like, like if you're too depressed, you might, this wouldn't be good. Yeah, you might not want to listen to this record. I'm serious. Man. This record is just like, don't read, don't listen to that one. It's well executed. Yes, and it's right plan. He sounds great. Two pages sound good. I'm like, it's well executed. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But it's just, 
<laughs> but it kind of, it's kind of it's kind of lame too. I mean, it is. I just yeah. it just is what it is. What's the no. next song? Everyone's uh, mad at you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just uh, Please read the letter. Uh, originally written and recorded by Jimmy Page and Robert Plant as Page and Plant for the 1998 album Walking the Clarksdale. Plant and Allison Krauss later recorded a version of the song for their co- collaboration album Raising Sand, released in 2007. Uh, the song was well received by critics and won the Record of the Year award in 2009. That version with Allison Krauss, of course. Um, it is in the Folk Rock Hall of Fame. Um, Plant explained that Please Read the Letter is a song about yearning for someone, adding that the lyrics are about unfinished business, and the song is featured in the closing moments of the final episode um, of the USA TV show, <clears throat> The Riches. I have never seen the show. I'm I am it, never saw it. very familiar um, with the Alison Krauss version. Yeah. Um, I am very uh, familiar with the Alison Krauss version. And we, yeah. it is a great song. I listened to the um, their, their version, and it's very good. It's really good. Again, it sounds like something that maybe didn't quite make it onto Led Zeppelin IV. Really it has very much it has that sort of like... You know, kind of like mid-tempo, really good. Like, it's well-written. The lyrics are very good. Um, like, it was something like they had to choose between that and something else, and they didn't choose that. Again, like, it really sounds like it could have come from there. So in this case, it is very Led Zeppelin-y. It's very, my, I, I think so. Um, I was really tickled to hear their to hear their version, even though that is the original version, but my exposure song was from, from the Alison Krauss, which I absolutely fucking... Love. Uh, it's a, it's the <laughs> beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, what's next? Most high, which is I think the most fun. Song. Most high, yeah. which is I think the most fun song. Most high, dude. <laughs> the song features a keyboard overdub. <laughs> right? See, see what happens when you mess around. By Tim Whelan of Trans Global Underground, played in quarter tone to uh, mimic Moroccan trance. Reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Mainstream Rock Chart in 1999. The song won Page and Plant the Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance. Um, B-Side The Window was one of two known original songs from the sessions uh, to not make the album, the other being Whiskey from the Glass, which I'd like to hear that one. I'd like to drink that. Um, yeah, there it is. Uh, Most High was directed, for, the music video for Most High was directed by Italian-Canadian photographer and director Floria. Oh, my gosh. Jesus juice. It was included as a bonus feature on the DVD release of No Quarter. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, um, unleaded. The video featuring visual references to religious themes of the song's lyrics depicts Jimmy Page and Robert Plant as prisoners in a numbered cell block with other cells holding a series of mutated creatures practicing dark magic, and some dark black magic. So yes, um, might have been his for a while. His influence uh, there. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Page owned Alistair Crowley's house. For, for a brief while. And you know where Alistair, Alistair Crowley's house is located? Mm-hmm. You can beat you. Exactly. I don't. Beachview? <laughs> it's on yeah, Loch Ness. So. In Cannonsburg? <laughs> <laughs> All right, where's it located? Is oh, it really? fine. But he had... Um, Freaky. Huh. He did. He should have summoned Nessie. <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he held it for what, more than two What are you trying to say? Um, <laughs> Look at the serious face. I know. Uh, I'm surprised he held it for more than two seconds. You can look it up. There's, a, there's like a mini documentary about that house on um, on YouTube. And it's uh, it has it has quite a history. And some people, you know, 
had weird shit happen there, and some some have not. It's been different things. It's been burnt down, been rebuilt, and, and I believe at this point it is still kind of just like partially, yeah, partially burned down. Um, yeah. So, um, really, <clears throat> Alistair Crowley was Possibly. the guy who made. Alistair Crowley was Alistair the guy Crowley that Hitler was, was jealous guy. of. Yeah, he was, <laughs> because because Alistair Crowley was the most wicked man yeah. in the world, <laughs> and Hitler was wow. He wanted to be the most wicked man in the world. He was just misunderstood. <laughs> like his close friends. How did we go knew. there? In any case, most ties a great song. Oh God, thank you, Lily. <laughs> So we just much. talked about dark magic. Oh, I'm trying to do <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, uh, this was a single, and probably page. because it is the sort of as myself. Not as you like too. Good luck. rock and roll Zeppelin <laughs> song. You know, uh, 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 on here yeah, for sure. What most Zeppelin-esque? Zeppelin-y. What you got next? Most Zeppelin-y. Zeppelin-y. Yeah. Hard in your hand. There, there. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Very slow paced. Possibly a love song. Um, seems to be a little sexier than just a love song. But listening to the lyrics, it it's love lost. He seems brokenhearted and missing his love interest. Um, this song reminded me. Feels the same. First of all, there's Jimmy Page's guitar work on this is is really good. It's awesome. Um. This reminded me of um, another Robert Plant song from the 80s, probably about 10 years before, called Big Log. It has that same sort of like, we're out in the middle of the desert, you know what I mean? And that guitar has all this like echo on it, you know? Like, it sounds like, knowing Jimmy Page, it probably is like a like real Fender tube reverb and an actual tape echoplex, you know, and it has that kind of thing going on. Right. <laughs> Get over it. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lily knows exactly very, what we're talking uh, about. Not at it's, all. It's, it's, it's got like like sad, lonesome kind of and guitar on it. It's cool. Uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's a cool song. It's the next song. Yeah. Walking into Clarksdale, the name of the album, and Clarksdale being the town in Mississippi where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil in exchange for his prowess on the guitar. Super bluesy, somber. Plant does mention the stranger at the crossroads. Um, Again, this is sort of dark, like I, um, Jimmy Page likes. So. This is this is another sort of um, thing I take umbrance with. With this record is um, the sort of overall triple A vibe, that sort of album adult alternative kind of vibe. You know, it's very W. I, if you're not from Pittsburgh, you're not going to get what I'm about to say, but it's very <laughs> W-Y-E-P sounding. And this is one of those songs that, like, I was like, this is like, fits come right on there, kind of like, you know, cool, hip, you know what I mean? Trendy, but, but you know, a little, just a little edgy. Not too, no, no, too edgy. You know what I mean? We can't make it too edgy now. You know, you know, you know, you know come on. Yeah, And, but this is like, it's kind of a, it's okay. I'm just like, eh, meh, meh. What do you got? Burning Up. Yeah, now here we go. Probably the heaviest song This is a good jam. Burning Up. Probably the heaviest song on the album. Starts out very heavy from the get-go and continues that way until the end of the song. Another type of love song, but this time sort of a tortured, painful love that stings the soul. Very dark and brooding. <laughs> for as much as it rocks and as heavy as it, as it is. 
yeah, Bones is creaking. I know what that was. Bones is creaking. Wow. Bones, shut up. Uh, good rocker. Um, it's not quite Bones the immigrant song or whole lot of love, um, but but it's pretty good. I'll take it. Um, it's a little mid tempo. Another thing that um, I think is I think that could be improved on this record is uh, there's places where the songs they, they could be a little faster. And this is one of the songs that, like, I think if they they pump, they pumped it up a bit, um, <laughs> like, would have had more energy. It's a good, it is a good rock tone. It's a good rock tone, but it just sort of, and just sort of, it's a little bit like, you know, I almost feel like, like, kind of like, and I can't prove this, or anything. This is just my own imagination, um, my twisted fantasy. That like, that like, that like Jimmy Page is like, he sounds like he really wants to rock out on God, like, like Robert's got the reins. Like, you know, no, 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 calm down. Um, so, um, that's just, I don't know if that's true or not. It just sort of feels that way on the song. Like, I'm like, it's, it's good, but I just like, I just could, yeah. Anyways, what's the next song? When I was a child, another slow one. This one is again about love, but how he stood so tall when he was an innocent, young, possibly brave little boy, and his naivety, he and he was dreaming of love? his love. Kind of, it's kind of dirty in that way, though. Whoa! <laughs> oh, not wow. little boy yeah. love. He was a little boy dreaming of adult lady love. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> bones. Here's bones. Now, see, oh, by the way, for those of you who don't understand, Bones plays trombone and trumpet. <laughs> see, oh, by the way, for those of you who don't understand, Bones plays trombone and trumpet. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> um, he multitasks. Really, let's just go. I wow. can't talk about this song. House of Love is the next song. Another love song. Uh, he and his love built a house of love. House of Love is the next song. Another love song. Um, he and his love built a house of love. Um, she's leaving him now, of course. He's hurt. His arms are empty. She touched his soul. It was later re-recorded with uh, different lyrics by Robert Plant and the s- Sensational Space Shifters for their 2014 studio album Lullaby and the Careless or Ceaseless Roar. I'm sorry, I can't read my own notes. No, um, actually, I think this song's kind of cool. Has, yes, another has another distorted drums. Blues, when you when I start when I hear like distorted drums, I instantly get interested. Um, and so I think it has like kind of an adventurous production. They're like doing, they're kind of playing around with like different sounds. It's pretty cool. The chord changes are really out there. Like there's some very, it goes a lot of different places. You go like, oh, 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 I didn't know what they were going to do. Oh, cool. All right. Um, so it's got a lot of that stuff in it. I'm just not sure if it, this is the issue with a lot of this record. It's like, there's like, I like that part. I like that part. Well, that's, that's, that's cool. But there's there's not a lot for me personally yeah. that like really comes. So you together. like pieces? It's like really a satisfying song. Um, so that's my sort of feeling about House of Love is I think it's very cool. So, but I'm not I'm still not hearing like a wow, damn, that's a that's a kick-ass song. You know, just like no, that's cool. There's a lot of good ideas in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just sorry. I'm just saying. 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 Saying? I'm saying. I'm just saying. Are you just saying? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I understand. What? <laughs> I can't what are you say? What are you trying to say? What? I thought what it was saying? pretty clear. Oh, sh- oh it's, 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 I thought it was, I thought it was pretty clear. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, yes. Yes. 
Last one. Sons of Freedom. Not really sure the song meaning. Um, I can skip this one. Um, he does mention, and this is this sounds horrible, getting another white girl because the one he has is broken. Uh, he feels oh, we can relate to that. He feels naked and alone. I have no idea. It just it's it's kind of sloppy for me. Maybe it was meant to be that way. I don't know. I'm not I think, right. um, but this is one I don't. Like. I uh, okay, Lily and I completely. She's just another white girl. Um, That's why. That's probably I love why. the production on this. It's really neat. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's some a great chord changes by Jimmy Page. Great choice. I mean, great like choices. Like, he does really interesting stuff. You, again, this is not, this is like House of Love in the same way. Like both these songs. Are, oh, cool. Oh, that's neat. Um, they do that on the uh, the uh, Golden Horse, riding a gold. The Ponte Golden, Golden Horse. There's some cool. You're like, oh, that's neat. Like I didn't expect that. Yeah, um, Ponte Golden Horse, which I think is very cool. And that's one of the things we love Led Zeppelin for, right? I mean, as much as they were heavy rock and stuff, they were they were good. So I always said that. Um, Led Zeppelin is my Beatles you know, because they, they just do so much. In any case, um, it's probably the most aggressive track on the album. My opinion, it should have opened the album. Uh, I think because I think I think it's really good balls out. Like it's it was like oh this is how they should have started. Um, but the only but it, it needs more energy from Robert Plant. He's really, like, restrained on this. And this song, like, he really should have, like, because it's really up-tempo, and he really should have put, put on his, like, you know, like the like, song Rock and Roll. You know, he should have, like, gave it, gave it something more like that. And I think that, like, and the whole mm-hmm, record kind of mm-hmm. needed that. I think that he can't, because they played the Led Zeppelin material live during this period, and he sounded great, so I'm not sure why he didn't bring some of that. And I just don't know if he was, like, sometimes I get the impression that Robert Plant is almost, like, um, not embarrassed about Led Zeppelin, but, like, because he said, he, there's a, um, they released the electronic press kit when they put this out and you can look at it on YouTube and there's like actual interviews with them and um, Robert Plant says yeah I want to be remembered for something I did you know two, uh, two months ago or two years ago not 25 years ago like like he's like I don't like he's like I'm over oh, he's like he's over the Led Zeppelin thing um, and um, so I don't know man like I, it's just you know man I'm not him and I can't judge like how, why I can't tell him how he, how he should feel about his own life it's, no 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 I would never do it to anybody but it just seems like it's just something that like maybe his heart really isn't in and maybe he was doing because Jimmy Page liked it and he knew the fans would enjoy it kind of like you know because it didn't last real long they didn't keep doing this. Yeah. Um, the whole thing it was like is like a blip. It's like ninety four to ninety eight. It's like right. they don't. They release the album. They do, and they don't really do anything much after. They do tour, but there's no like, <clears throat> no more new music or anything like that. Um, uh, yeah, Steve Albini. Like we got. I got to talk about him. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I want to talk about Steve Albini. Steve Albini's a producer on this. Now, let's talk. Just I don't know if you guys, not you guys. I know you guys know, but uh, people may not completely understand that a producer doesn't just like you know tell like you know it needs more treble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 
Yeah, you know what I mean? The producer, uh, the, the, the best right. producers He's not sliding, are the guys you know, that, the, like, the, the faders up and down. Yeah. really work with the songs and really kind of like, no, you need to do that twice. No, maybe you should sing, take that note up here and no, go down. No, make this part more quiet. That part's too long. You know, like, they do stuff like that. You know what I mean? No, 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 go home and rewrite that. That the, the hook's too long. Like, you, we can't we can't work with that. <clears throat> that is what a, that's what a producer does. He kind of like, you know, he encourages the band. And sometimes he kicks him in the ass. Um, he's got to be like kind of like a parent. He's got to like be able to say, no. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that. Um, and, um, hand-smacking. Um, Steve Albini um, is the uh, producer um, on this um, al- on this album, and he's worked with a huge slew of artists, na- most namely Nirvana. Um, and it just um, I'm not exactly sure um, why Page and Plant chose him. Um, I mean, I can guess that maybe you know he produced Nirvana, so maybe they're like, well, we don't want to, we want to be current, you know, we don't want to, you know, we don't want somebody who's going to make us sound like 1985 or whatever, you know, we want to sound like now. Right, 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 yeah. 1998, 98. And what year did the album come out again? 98. 98, okay. And it was released a different... It was... Wait a minute. Was it, it was rele- wasn't it released a different I only know that because my day, goddaughter was born. Worldwide oh, with, a different, with a different album cover or something? Okay. Oh, wait. I lied. Um, it was 1998. April 21st. I know. Yeah. I pulled it up on... The, the concert was July 1st. Okay. <laughs> Somebody had has a picture of... Um, the concert dates for that, yeah. and the Pittsburgh concert date is on there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I was like, I yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. oh shit, they played yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, Lily, like you calm down. You need like a yeah, they sure cold did. shower. That was my mm-hmm. most expensive concert ticket ever. Wow, Lily, like, <laughs> at the time, I was seventeen and I. That was my most expensive concert ticket ever. At the time, I was seventeen and I. say. Um, I was seventeen and I. Well, it might have been my most expensive. I don't pay for concerts yeah. anymore. So it, it was fifty well, bucks. They could definitely wow. claim that. Nineteen ninety-eight. They yeah. were having wow. real research. So for a seventeen-year-old, that's but, a lot uh, of damn money. So, um, yeah. And they, and so in the um, pre, in again in these interviews that they did for um, the album uh, to promote the album, they some interesting there's some interesting statements like before I re-listened to the album I, I watched this stuff first and well first of all it's funny because um, there's this like uh, text part on the screen that goes on about you know this is you know they after this they had done this no quarter thing it was demand you know for people to for them to release new music and to get into the studio and blah 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 and this is an album that they are deeply proud of and you know and all this stuff like that and then you interview them and they're kind of like yeah, well, we did this record. I mean, I don't know what you want to say. They weren't like that, but um, there were some interesting statements. Uh, Robert Plant was like, he was like, he said this, like literally said this, like, well, we could have made a few things better, but I'm like, what? Yeah, you know I mean, but he says, he says we just would thought it would lose the whatever. And then um, Jimmy Page said, it's their most honest album. And and um, that like all songs are very I can performable, see that. which I don't really see because some of the songs have like all kind of orchestras and stuff on them. So 
And by by honest, did he mean like honestly lazy? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that like that. But like, in any case, um, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, it just was like weird the way he said it. They just said they, they didn't weren't like really bragging it up or like sounding. In, they didn't sound enthusiastic about it at all. I can't explain. Go back and watch. You tell me. But they don't really sound like guys who are like really excited about promoting their new album. You know what I mean? You know, like you know, they, they make no. So like, wow, check this out. Going into them, like you know, yeah. where, where's this coming from? Um, and, but anyways, the, the producer. Back to Steve Albini. One of the things I said is the producer, and I'm not like making this up. You can look it up. Um, uh, the producer is has to sometimes got to be tough with the, with with the band. And he's got to be kind of like, like, he has to work with them as equals. Mm -hmm. He can't go in there yes. and be like starstruck. Like, yeah. 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 And I think now, now, you guys are great. Some, there's yeah. interviews Do whatever on you want. with Steve yeah. Albini talking about working with them. And um, first thing he says, and this is very interesting, too, so this is where I think the whole, this is why I think the thing went off the rails. Um, he said, um, well, um, you know, it's the first thing I, was prepared was to be fired at any moment because they had a reputation of firing people. And so I wasn't exactly sure it was coming from because this is their first album in like, you know, like 20 years. Almost. I was like, wasn't exactly sure what we were talking about. He was talking about way back in Led Zeppelin days or if he was talking about them individually uh -huh. on their solo projects, I don't know what we're talking about. So that's, the, that's what he starts talking about. So already he's kind of like afraid for his job. And then he's like, yeah, he says, you have to give yeah. deference right. to the artist. And you have to, um, uh, he says, especially, he says, especially, you know, art, artists with this pedigree. That's the word he used. And um, I was like, well, that was the problem because they needed somebody to like, really get in there and treat them as like equals and tell them no at times or, or make good suggestions. Right, right. Like, because Stephen is a musician and a songwriter as well. He's been in bands and everything too. He's not, you know, and he's done these really good records. So I think that we had a situation where we, I think we would have had a producer with a little bit more con confidence, you know, to, you know, like, I don't know, like maybe like a Rick Rubin. You know, yeah. Well, that's what it was. You can't. That's exactly what it sounds like. And that doesn't necessarily make for being. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I remember Tom Petty talking about the Traveling Wilburys, and he said that like he says he was completely gobsmacked, starstruck. He says for like five minutes, and then I had to. Then I knew I'm like, I I gotta get. You know, with the. The, you know, we have to like <laughs> we have to make music together. Yeah, this isn't gonna work. You know, I kind of feel like it's Oh my god, yeah. Roy Orbison, Bob Dylan. It's work I'm time. Lose my mind. Right. George Harrison, Bobby. George, George Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> George Harrison. But um, <laughs> it is George Harrison. George Harrison showed up at the thing with ukulele trunk. He was just handing them out. And they were all painted like different and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Aww. that's great. See, that's the way they to do it. He was just, but, but in any case, next um, week I'm coming to the podcast. So the producer yeah. has to be able to do that. And oh if they boy. can't do that, <laughs> then you get you end up with a record that's like, like this record that's like, I, it's, like I said, if it was anybody else, you'd be like, it was brilliant. Yeah. But he, they needed somebody to like, at points, tell them like, excuse me, 
Aren't you the guys that wrote fucking Black Dog? You wrote the fucking ocean. You wrote fucking Stairway to Heaven. Like, come on. You know, come on. Like, you guys can do this. Let's, 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 let's kick this shit in the ass, you know? Um, and, um... They need that. I mean, if you look at all the great records, there's a lot, lot you know, people look at producers like Glenn Johns and people like that. They're very active in working with how the songs uh, get shaped up. But in any case, um, so that is a sort of just a, something uh-huh. I question about the whole thing. Um, and I don't know if I said this already, but it's, it's I, I, I thought that, you know, maybe this would have been better as a Robert Plant album with Jimmy Page, like, as a guest musician or something um but i I know i'm making it sound like the album sucks or something like that i'm just saying that i just think that this like not up to their standard now i have to talk about something else uh-oh we're all fired. Billy Altman. Again? <laughs> Billy Altman. <laughs> Billy Altman. He's like Mary Sharkman. Mary, Shark- Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. He's there somewhere. Um, but I can't. So. Mary Hartman. Sharkman. I want to talk about this. and I want Because I'm very yes. interested to know what Lily yes, thinks. What would like to say about this? I'm very interested to know what And Pittsburgh oh, Cabin, God, too. Why does it always uh, but be me? The record that I think. <laughs> see. This I, I I went back and listened to it. And remembered listening to it and going like, uh, uh, I don't really need to buy this, and I didn't buy it because it just did not grab me. This, when I heard Coverdale Page, uh-huh. I bought that fucker like the next day. That so yeah, like just for a couple mm-hmm. minutes. Like let's do a little Coverdale Page versus Walking into Clarksdale. Like let's do a little. Coverdale Page versus look. Walking into Clarksdale. I like Walking into Clarksdale, but I kind of feel like it's no Clarksdale. Look. I like Walking into Clarksdale, but I kind of feel like it's no Clarksdale. David Coverdale did a better Led Zeppelin than he did it with Robert Plant. I mean, I mean, that's really what it is. And I think that, like, I'm sorry fans, like, are not happy with my opinion on this, but I think that the average garden variety guy... Okay, I'm busy working in a steel mill, but like, you know, working, you know, like a work class dude who loves his like classic rock station, you know, and he's listening to, maybe he's listening to some newer rock too, you know, and then he hears Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are going to record together. He's expecting he's something more like the Coverdale Page kind of thing, you know, that really kicks that song. Oh my God, what's the song that kicks off that record? What's that called, Lily? That is so, Shake, Shake, Shake My, Shake My Tree or something like that. Oh boy. I have to look because I'm, Shake Somebody's Tree. I don't know. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean that thing is that thing is Shake insane, Kevin's and the whole record is good. There's a great, just a great ballad on there. Shake my tree. Um, there was a great ballad on there. Why don't you take me for a little while? Shake my tree. Just like, oh, yeah, that's go. it. It's a kick-ass record. It's a really good rock record. Um, and you know what? I would have to. Um, do you who do you know who produced that? I think that that would be interesting to see. I, I thought maybe he did. We're looking it up. As yeah, it's a cut from a year or so before. This one was from 1993. Yeah, it's a cut from a year or so before. I, 
I did have it, and I clicked the wrong thing because you know what? I forgot you have about little? the internet I, and how to use I'm it. <laughs> when you click on a picture, picture. produced by <laughs> David Coverdale and Jimmy Page and Mike Frazier. A picture. So a picture. My, Mike Frazier. Oh, he, <laughs> Mike Frazier, okay. ACDC. <laughs> yeah, he's, okay. he's somebody. Yeah. So you got a real producer there yeah. that's not. Uh, he worked, he's worked with Aerosmith, you know. Metallica, Dave Grohl. So he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. He he has he has no he has. So he's already yeah, he's, yeah, he's fine with all the instructions. He's, like, he's like, I got this. He knows how to deal with it. Yeah, they all done at Abbey Road. Right, right. Oh, it was also done at Abbey Road. Oh, it's good. It's like Giant Eagles. Abbey Roses. Abby Roses is it? Okay, guys, Abby Roses. Abby Roses. You didn't know that. Oh, I'm thinking of, of the well, the Get song. Jumbo. I was actually thinking of was uh, Shake My you Shake My Tree is the second track on the album. The first track is called Pride. I always get it screwed up because it's not the Stevie Ray Vaughan song, Pride and Joy. That's what the, that says. Pride and Joy. Oh, okay. Number one is Shake My Tree. That's the first single that came out. Oh, having problems here. Yeah. Good thing Lily's here. Yep, yep, yep. You all right? But oh uh, yeah, and David Coverdale's voice sounds good. Like it's a, like a cool him off. But yeah, and Oh, that's right. That's your that's your buoy. Well, that man could sing me the uh, phone book. That'd be cool with that. That's one of them. I have a long list of of boys. <laughs> that is uh but that is a smoking record and like they that. sound like no. they're like Really, it's vicious. Like, it's really good rock and roll. I would just tell you to, like, I would probably, you know, if I was a kid and I had, you know, I could buy one CD at that time, I would, I, I, well, that's what I did. I bought this. Uh-huh. Am I going to get Coverdale Page or am I going to get one CD? <laughs> if you were, no, you were, and you did. Well, I'm not saying I'm sure it was great, and the, well, had you and the, like I the said, tour, they did. D, they have a DVD it. from that, <laughs> and it's very good. They kick ass. It sounds great. Oh, what is the set list? Yeah, yeah. just do that. It's a good idea. Yeah. I have the set list from. Oh, what is the set list? Oh yeah. <coughs> All right, the set list from the 19 July 1st, 1998 show at Silvergreen in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, the Wanton song, Bring It On Home, Heartbreaker, Ramble On, Walking Into Clarksdale, No Quarter, Shining In The Light, Going To California, Tangerine, Gallows Pole. Heart in your hands. Mm. How many more times? Down by the riverside, which I love. How many more? Uh, how many more times? Most high, babe. I'm no gonna stairway. leave you. Whole lot of love. Denied. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. That was the set list from that night. No stairway. They were really they did start stairway, and everybody lost their whole mind. And then they like, no, we're not doing it. They took one step onto the stairway. They did start stairway. They be a jag off, Jamie Bay. And we're jag offs. Get one guy in the back. I bought an awesome tank top there. It was black with all the little, their little like symbols and gold. If that the shit don't fit, anymore, but I, I, like, I think I still have it. You know what it's gonna be like? <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. What? I'd have to. Wow. I'd have to like cut it and sew myself into that thing. <laughs> My boobs are way bigger now than they were in 1998. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, oh, Lily, for gaining. Okay, so <laughs> this podcast 
the, the Robert Plant and Wait, Jimmy Page portion of the podcast is now concluded. <clears throat> However, we are going to talk about a couple of the little things here if the, if the kids want to. Thank you for attending. Hang it up. You guys need Hold on now. There's more. I tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a little break. I'm gonna play. I, I'm good. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a song run, and then really we're gonna run. we're gonna come back. Let's do a little break and song yet. So you guys, uh, hang up. We're gonna hang around. We're gonna uh, have a drink and we'll be back in a minute. Uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Yeah. A little drink and poo. Hey, what's up? What's up? Did you miss us? 
Jen's all miss you. you know that. Okay, so um, wolfscustoms.online. Find them on social media to get custom uh, artwork done on your musical instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, rockbridgeradio.com. Download the app. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because, and oh, you know what? I never gave our website. Uh, oh my God. I am being such a. Riri. <laughs> You're stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. I hate you guys. Come on now. I miss the days when you could just call somebody retarded. You know? <gasps> Can't do that anymore. I miss those days. It's I'm not okay. calling anybody retarded. I'm just saying I miss those days when you well, could say that. If I'm retarded, I can call you retarded, right? Mm. See, that's how that works. Is that the? No, that means that you're loophole? not really retarded if you do that. Huh? Is that your loophole? Yeah. If you say stuff like that, you want to see my loophole? If you, yeah. No. If you call somebody retarded, then you're not really retarded. I don't want to see loophole. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I'm talking about. All right. Anyway, uh, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com, uh, check it out, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. And uh, you want to get in, uh, you know, where you can join our inner circle and uh, you, we can join in on the comments and hang out with us and have all the fun. Okay. Um, so, <coughs> thank you, yeah. Pittsburgh, Kevin. Yeah. Let's talk about this day in this music. This exact day? Everybody's favorite game show. Uh, you know, uh, these guys, this is the first time these guys have ever actually been oh, on go. this day in music. Who is it? The Beatles. <laughs> who? who? They played... Was that that band Paul McCartney was in years ago? Mm. Oh. The Beatles Indeed. played three gigs in one day. They're crazy. I played three gigs in one day. Did you ever do that? No. No, sir. There was some. Um, I've I, gone to three. One's when I, enough. When I played with... Um, <laughs> Four-hour gig, that's enough. Pat and Shelly Duff and Gary, and Gary Matassa. Yeah. We had, um, every year there was this, there was one day. Uh-huh. It was in the summertime. Yeah. Where we had three gigs in one that's, day. Wow. <laughs> so we would, pl- check this out. <clears throat> we would play, how did it start? Um, we would play, there was a festival on Saturday. Okay. Like in the afternoon. Yeah. And then we would, okay, then we, we go out and play that. Yes. And then we would have a gig that evening in a bar. Okay. And play that gig till like 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. And then we had a gig at 7 a.m. Holy <laughs> At a marathon. Holy. When this marathon kicked off. Wow. Fun. And, um. That's all I have to say about that. Um, and sometimes it worked out. Did I ever... Wait a minute. Yeah. I'll wait. I got time. I think we may have had Friday night, then the marathon was Saturday morning. Mm. The gig was... The festival was Saturday afternoon, and there was a gig Saturday okay. night. Okay. So like, you're like, a oh, Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was crazy. It was insane. And um, 
I remember driving the trailer with all the equipment and everything to that from the gig the night before, driving it to the fairgrounds where this marathon was going to be held and just sleeping there. Yeah. Like, two, did right? that like two years in a row. Like, because it was like, what was I going to do? Like, I was all the way back here in Kansas. I was going to drive. You know what I mean? It didn't right, make any right, sense. Right, right. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Then. So I was, I just parked there and I tried to sleep the best I could. Mm-hmm. And then I went to like um, Wendy's in the morning or something. You know what I mean? Mm. And, but it yeah, was like, yeah, you just wow. brought some changes of clothes and just did your thing. It was crazy. But yeah, you could play three gigs in one day. Yeah. But it sucks, but you yeah. could do it. Um, <laughs> well, the, well, too, we were like, l- at least two of those gigs were like full nights. Really? So. Wait, wait, how many hours? Are you talking three hours? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, but like a band like uh. the Beatles is going to go do like a showcase, I would imagine, for like play half an hour. Yeah. That's, that's a little different. Thank you. Uh, 64, uh, Billy Joel, New York band, The Echoes, recruited a new young unknown piano player named Billy Joel. Really? Mr. Joel. Oh, goodness. Do you guys remember the Pink Floyd? The Pink Floyd or just Pink Floyd? Floyd. The Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd started their first sessions at EMI Studios uh, on their debut album, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, Mm. this day in 1967. Wow. Uh, on this day in 1968, Otis Redding had his first entry on the UK singles chart when Sitting on the Rock of the Bay entered the chart. It went to uh, be number three hit. The song became the first posthumous, say, posthumous he, fifth he was gone. single to top the uh, US uh, ch- uh, uh, charts. Um, Simon and Garfunkel Ooh. went to number one on the UK chart with Bridged Over Troubled Water this day Ooh. in 1970. On and speaking Girl. of. And speaking of Fred Zeppelin. Fred uh, Zeppelin. That's my cousin. 1970, <laughs> 1972, Led Zeppelin released Rock and Roll slash 4-6 on a 7-inch single. 7-inch? My big 7-inch. I wish I had said. Never mind. <laughs> you know. Oh. Uh, the song was written as a spontaneous jam session while whilst... The Wilst. band were trying uh, to finish Four Strikes. Drummer John Bonham played the intro to Little Richard's You Keep a Rockin' and Paige added the guitar riff with the tapes rolling. The basic song was finished 15 minutes later. Huh. That's some shit. Wish I was that talented. I am not. On this True. day, 1976, the Four Seasons were at number one in the UK singles charts with uh, December 63, Oh What a Night, the group's only oh, UK night. number one. I believe that this is the Whoops. Four Seasons like last big hit. Yeah, I think so too. They had hits all through yeah. the 60s and yeah, 70s, yeah. and I think this was the last like really big hit. Uh, nine <laughs> to Five was number one on this day mm. in 1981. I was born that year. Pardon. I know. Oh my goodness! What is this crap? Oh. <laughs> That's some shit. Um, uh, American uh, DJ Murray Murray the K Murray the K Murray the Head. Yeah. Uh, died. Oh, uh, but uh, he's thought to be the first person to play a Beatles record on American radio. Well, that's oh, cool. Well. Thought that we don't know. We don't, don't know, know for sure, though. This gives something to fill up space on his webpage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know shit. On this day, 1986. Uh, Metallica released their third album, the highly influential album Master of Puppets. Yeah. Considered by many in the metal community to be the best metal album of all time. This was the last mm. Metallica album with bassist Cliff Burton, oh. who was killed with the group's uh, tour bus yeah, uh, turnover gosh. in southern Sweden yes. while touring to promote the album. Meanwhile, they'd never been on Sesame Street, so Master of Puppets, my ass. <laughs> Just saying. 
Lily! Sorry, it was a Kirk, fix. your hand is cold. I got a lot going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot going on here. I'm a little slow on the sound effects. That's all right. It doesn't have to do with it. I don't want to hear no bullshit. <laughs> ben E. King was on you no, no, was at number one in the UK singles charts with Stand By Me this yeah, day Bobby. in 1987. Why in 1987, Kevin? Because of the movie That's right. Stand By Me. It's a great movie. Ain't that yes, it is. Uh, my hard, my hard on will go on. Excuse me. What? What? Celine Dion, nineteen ninety, went to number one in the U.S. singles, U.K. single chart with uh, "My Heart Will Go." Oh, hearts. My heart on will go on. Oh my goodness! Anything if else only. I really want to talk about on this? If only. Oh, um, speaking of Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell was set to appear on the episode. <laughs> were we speaking of Simon Cowell? I was in my brain. <laughs> you got to let tell, us know. I got to tell you guys something really good about Simon Cowell in a minute. All right. Was set to appear on a new episode of The Simpsons. Uh, the TV <laughs> pop idol judge to play nursery boss who gets punched by Homer Simpson. Don't awesome. okay, listen. Um, yes. There is a really cool video. Yeah. It's pretty current from Loudwire. It's on YouTube um, with like Dave Grohl, uh-huh. um, Corey Taylor, um, several other like pretty cool musicians. Yeah. Really coming down on American Idol. Really? Really giving oh, it yeah. shit. Okay. <clears throat> it's like, it, it was like, it's, it's pretty good. It's very good. If you guys look it up on on uh, YouTube, I've heard Dave talk about American like, Idol. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, um, okay. So we're gonna move on. Let's okay, let's. Chester do it. Bennington did something. Very rest in peace. Chester. Nina Simone was born this day in 1933. Oh, David Geffen. Oh, Dave. Was born this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1943. Happy birthday, Jerry Harrison. Oh. <laughs> He's from the talking guys. Oh, oh, nice lady. That very nice oh. boys from Brooklyn. This is why. This is why what? I don't even know. Come on now. You love us. You hate us. Vince I Va- do hate you. Vince Valnick. Yeah, I'm sorry. From the tubes. Sure, Was sure. born this day in 1951. Oh, he's old. Also a member of the Grateful Dead. Yeah. I'm going to have to pee my pants in a minute. Don't, no, please don't do that. I'm going to pee in this leather chair. Ah, it's not my leather chair, have so you ever go heard for about it. This, have you guys ever heard this song uh, by the Stranglers called Golden Brown? No, I've never no. heard it. I don't know. This person's Perhaps on here. we I'm, should I, move I, on. We're going to have to look it up later now. Golden Brown. Mike Pick, Pickering. Who's he? I don't know. Some moron. But happy birthday, wow, Mike. There it is. Some moron. <laughs> happy birthday, Mike. Frank guy, and guys. Roger. Sure. From Frank and Ro- Frank and Ro- Frank and Roger. Duh. Um, boy, that boy. was imaginative. Oh, Michael Ward, guitarist with Wallflowers. Sure. Okay. Nineteen. Oh, 1967. It's a good oh, year. We're older than he. Well, I'm older than he. Charlotte Church. Okay. She was on The Voice. What was she? Right. No, was she? I don't know. Yeah, it was that what it is? Yeah, sure. she was a well, she was like kind of like a surprise. Like I like, like to worship. They couldn't believe her. that like she could sing that way or something. Like that. Cordon Bleu. 
That's not what this oh, is. It's, it's Corbin. It it's says very Corbin. delicious. Cordon Bleu is born this day. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> mm, chicken. Cordon Bleu. This podcast, I apologize. This one has gotten out of hand. Folks, look up off the rails. You'll see a picture of all three of us. I don't know what we're doing or who's doing what. That's what we look like. I think I'm just going to race this after we're done. (laughs) There's no podcast this week. We're just going to like pretend that the last hour and a half It's the best of Ludini. This All week. right, guys. <laughs> you guys have a great week. Next week, we're going to have an awesome topic. What are we, we got, doing? We've got to pick a topic. Oh, we have to pick a topic. We have so many options. Well, it doesn't matter because every topic we pick is awesome. Exactly. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Um, we got Lily V6. Lily, uh, tell them about your show. My show is Hot Licks with Lily 6 on Thursdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Get the app, uh, Rock Rage Radio, or just go to rockrageradio.com. It's free. Get the app. It ain't crap. It ain't tell John that's, gonna, that's your new uh, saying. I new mean, slogan. I will put Get it on the, the app. They ain't crap. I'm gonna put it on the Facebooks. So <laughs> the Facebooks, <laughs> the Facebooks. <laughs> <laughs> on the interwebs. Sure, that's great. <laughs> what the hell was I writing there? Oh my gosh! You don't know, Stop. do you? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! If you ain't got the app, you gonna feel like crap. <laughs> John's probably watching, going, "Oh my God, why?" <laughs> We apologize. <laughs> if you don't get the app, you get a pimp slap. Oh my Opinions expressed on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Are not necessarily those of the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Or its subsidiaries. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> including Rock Range Radio, Wolf's Customs, Done On. That's right. That's right. We'll absolve all we'd, of you. We 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 disavow all knowledge, and this recording will self-destruct in five, five four, three, 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 two, two. one. Two. All right, guys, we're getting the fuck out of here. Go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com if you can, if you can put up with it. <laughs> Please have a great one, guys. We'll catch you on the next Ludini Rock and Roll See Circus. Ya.